listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Steve. Yep. You know, I was thinking now that the, the guidelines are going to be changing, one metre and such like that, we'll probably be able to do a podcast next time in person. As long as we... Oh, of course. As long as yes, we're a metre nice, or two metres mm. apart. So uh, <laughs> we should try and do that next time. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd make a, it'd make a nice change. Although I think we're doing very well on, on what, we're, what we've been doing over the last three or four months. So, um, But uh, yes, you're right. There's nothing like face-to-face, is there? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. How have you been anyway? We're in the middle of a heat wave at the moment, aren't we? Well, yes, and I'm suffering too in my artwork side because can you imagine I can't leave my window open so my window's closed i can't have a fan on because it uh, creates uh, a noise so i have to close my door so i'm in my little art room um and of course this weather is not helping at all <laughs> so i'm picking my time so i'm doing you know hour hour and a half and then i sort of um come out open all the windows up open the doors up get a nice breeze go through do something else and then i drop back on it but but during the heat of the day you know the midday area which is where it's good it's worst i really don't work during that time i can imagine with the the lights on it would be just uh, oh and the lights of course yes so that's right it's, it's very uncomfortable i'm quite good to be honest i don't um i don't have too much of a problem with it but this weather it just tips the balance and uh, it is a, a little bit of a concern. But I, I work in the morning. I've been working up to now, and I probably won't do any more now for a while because it's now heating up um, towards midday. But late this afternoon and tonight or this evening, I shall crack on with it. Mm. So you're working in the evenings where it's a bit cooler. Yes, yes. I, 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 yesterday I did. Last night I did. I worked for a couple of hours in the evening. Um, I, I've got it. I've told you before, and I've told uh, uh, our members and listeners that it's not a good idea to do too much work in an evening, um, particularly if it's a, a complicated one, like I'm doing at the moment. Because if you do, and you start getting tired and you think, oh, you know, I, can't, I don't think I'll do carry on. And you shouldn't do either, especially if you've got uh, a little bit of a difficult, uh, tricky old area to sort out. Um, because otherwise you'll you'll go to bed with it on your mind. So I, I've, I've uh, learned my lesson the hard way early on with this. And uh, I, 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 if I do work towards, you know, late evening, then I... Don't work out on anything that's going to create that problem for me. And people should take heed of that because it, it can it, you it, you can you know, wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Oh, I, I've got to do that and so on. But by the time you get to next morning, generally, you know, head's cleared, and uh, that's when you can tackle these things. Mm. Is it so? It's a little bit like if you if you get to a tricky area and you don't 
you don't quite complete it you have that on your mind but also when you're late at night and you're a bit tired you probably don't do your best work mm. that's right on the other hand you see if 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 it's if you're sailing along happily then it could be very meditative and you know and you find that um you have a, a very relaxed sleep so you know it's it, it's funny that, isn't it? Artwork is funny that way. In fact, all of the arts would be the same. Composing music, you know, anything that uh, involves creativity and you get stuck, you know, in a particular groove. And uh, what I was doing, um, what I have been doing um, last evening uh, is the hair on a portrait. Now, people know if they've done portrait work, the hair on a portrait is a very, very tricky thing to do. And this particular hair on this particular portrait is black, curly. Can you imagine? <laughs> so <laughs> I was, really uh, testing you it. know, it, it would have done had I, had I carried on with it. But uh, I got to the point when I know, I think, no, I mustn't start this. I mustn't do this because if I do, it's going to create me a problem. Mm. and i had a very good night's sleep so it works <laughs> i wonder often uh, people perhaps ha will have to let us know um, what they prefer because i think sometimes when you work late at night um and there's no distractions and the world is asleep i don't know if anyone else feels this sometimes i get more in the zone then mm. when it's late at night mm. than i do during the day absolutely and as i said that does work really well if you haven't if you don't come across a sticky problem hmm. yeah you can imagine if if you were a composer and you were writing a song and you got so far with the song i think now i just might I'm, i've just got to find that one thing that i need and you can't find it and you've got to go to bed now that would be on your mind all all the way through the the night and you probably wake up in the middle of the night and might solve the problem i don't know hmm. but it, i i would wait until the next morning before i tackle that sort of thing and then it go. Then you've got the rest of the day, you see, to sort it out. Yeah. Anyway, it's only it's only the way I work. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. If you've got something that you're enjoying and something that you're 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 uh, coping with very well, then yes, it is a good time. Mm. And the, the early but morning. Then I it think... also. Yeah, I was going to say also it, it depends whether you're a morning person or an evening person or a night person. Mm. I'm more of a morning person than I am a night person. Mm. The, but I know you are the other way, aren't you? Yeah, I like I like working in the evenings. Uh, mm. You know, I like working in the mornings as well. But um, yeah, because there's something special about that time in the morning before the world wakes up. You know, uh, it mm. feels like mm. the world is awake, uh, and you get to. I get to be super productive in the morning or super productive in the evening. It's generally out of those sort of daytime hours, um, either early morning or early evening, uh, late evening, that I feel like I can switch on. It's, it's strange. Mm. I wonder if anyone else feels like that. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Mm. Be, we're all different, and um, you're quite right. Mm. Yeah, go with the flow. So you're saying you're working on some portraits. You're, you're dabbling your toe back into the portrait work um mm. so how is that is well, that something you've wanted to do for a little while i do um well we've talked about this and um i've done an awful lot of work now we've got a lot of um 
great projects in the can and uh, waiting to go out and all manner of subjects as well and one of the things i've resisted as people know is doing portrait work because it's tricky it's difficult but i think we're coming to a time now with our membership particularly where they have got competent enough to give the portraits a try and we did a little test run with the um, Doris Day and Errol Flynn. That went down well. So we thought, well, oh, perhaps we should um, now pay more attention to portraits. And I was delighted with that because I love doing them. Mm. Probably my favourite. It's very challenging and I love doing it. And it's very rewarding. When you can pull it off, it's very rewarding. And uh, I think we it's somewhere where I think people, certainly our members, and uh, are getting to the point where they could probably tackle this. Either, I mean, commissions are tricky things anyway, but when you're doing a commission for a dog or a cat or a horse, it's not quite so bad because most uh, of the animals look very similar to each other maybe the markings are slightly different but people are all different everyone's different so you've got you've got a a, a whole new ball game really yeah. but that's where the challenge is to make a, a likeness or as, as good a likeness as you can of a person and uh, that's a very rewarding and fulfilling if you can achieve that mm. Mm. Well, it's good for you. Yeah, it's it's nice to uh, to to see you uh, do something like this that is challenging because I think it will just. I, I mean, would you agree that doing portrait work and challenging yourself in that realm of subject really um, improves, uh, transfers to all of your other pitches as well? Absolutely, and I can give you an example of that. The picture that I'm doing at the moment with the black hair, curly hair. And a dark background. <laughs> Imagine you've got all those things you've got to contend with. As I was doing this um, uh, this morning, I mentioned on the video while I was, you know, completing a few curls and putting a bit of dark in, bit light in, and so on. And I was um, saying that if you can crack this particular portrait all those curly dogs spaniels you know all those mm. poodles all of those animals will become easier because yeah. you've actually done this and where when you're doing the animal fair although you've got to be pretty precise with it you don't have to be very very um precise but when you're doing this kind of thing with a human portrait you have to be a little bit more particular mm. so yes you're right and it, it applies all the way along the line. Portrait work is demanding in uh, skin tones, likenesses, hair, teeth, eyes, all of all of the um, sections of a, of a subject, hands. Um, all of those are, are difficult things to do anyway in, in, on their own. And if you put them all together and you've got one um, tricky bit after another, yeah. But that's where the interest comes in and uh, the, uh, the satisfaction of being able to crack it and do it, mm. pull it off, in other words, 
Mm. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going to be very pleased to hear that you're doing more portrait work, and uh, a lot of people are already after the Doris Day picture. So we're we're working our way through getting that one edited up on the site because oh, oh. yeah, people are really looking forward to getting that one, uh, having a go at that one. So um, yeah, it's the beginning of a few more portraits, everyone. So um, lots to look Good. forward to. So then let's crack on with some emails from people. We're going to do the same as we did the last week. We're going to um, pop up some pictures on our on our blog, on our website um, with this podcast episode. So if you want to look at the pictures, then just head over to there. I'll put a link in the description of the podcast. Um, and the first one we're going to offer some advice on, this is Anya's picture. And Anya's doing this uh, white dog, uh, curly hair. <laughs> uh, you just talking ah, about curly hair. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes. But we've got some colour suggestions. Anya is wanting to do this picture. It's a gorgeous picture. And in the photo, she's having a look at what colours she would use. And she said, um, I'm wondering which colours I would need for this dog picture. Definitely 101, 103. So those that is white and ivory. Uh, she says, maybe burnt ochre. Uh, brown and some pinks so mm-hmm. she's she's getting an idea already of what colors she might need and uh if you want to have a look as i said uh everyone that's listening to this picture it's on the website and we're just going to add to this dad what what else would you say uh would you firstly would you agree with anya's choices there oh yes Oh, yes, almost certainly those colours would be applied. Uh, but the colours, um, you need some colours in... The grey wasn't mentioned. White was mentioned, but grey wasn't mentioned. But the grey is critical to a picture like this because you need to put the definition in the white fur. And uh, although ivory can be used, it, it wouldn't be enough on its own. The ochre wouldn't be enough on its own, um, although you could use that together with greys. And so I've suggested the greys. And you've also got a, 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 a difficulty here. You, you either go with the um, so, uh, warm greys or you go with the cool greys. You can mix them together, though, if you have to. I, I do that on occasions. And in a situation like this, then I would have used the 230, 233 and the 181 if you go for the uh, cooler colours, or you could go the other way. You can two seventy, two seven three, one seven five. But you've got to be careful with with anything you use because you could overdo them. So it's it's best to be tentative when you're using the greys. But because it's mostly quite them. bright and white, isn't it? You don't want that bright white mm. to look to be muted by grey. So is no. it is it a case of using the grey sparingly in a picture like this? I would say so, yes. Um, the only other thing you've got to be careful of is if you put white on and you don't put enough grey on or you don't put enough contrast on, when you put the eyes, nose, tongue and the other areas, they become too stark. You know, they, it, it, it's them and us situation. So you, by using the greys, you temper those colours, particularly around the eye, you'll be using the greys. But yes, you're right. I would say, don't use a, don't overdo, overuse the greys. Mm. But you've got to, you've got to use them. Interesting you've that you no would choice. choose the cool greys opposed to the warm, because there's a lot of warm features in here. Mm, well, I, I've 
the, the trouble is with something like this, you, you go, you jump one way or the other. But I, I've suggested the cool greys, but you could, as I say, quite easily use the warm greys. Mm. Okay. It's very hard. You see, if you look at the nose particularly, in this particular animal, you've got um, the the mauvey colours. I mean, 169 wasn't mentioned, but that would be something that would be used there. And the cooler greys would work better there than the warmer greys would because they would, they would clash with the um, the actual colour that uh, is being depicted on the picture. Okay. In, that's, in, that's just in my opinion. But again, like I said, you could use a bit, a bit of both. You could have the cool greys and the warm greys. Yeah. Nothing to stop you using them all. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Well, that certainly uh, certainly gives a good, a great starting point for a picture like that. And uh, Anya, we'd love to see it uh, when you're done. That would be lovely to see. Okay, moving on to the next one. Now, uh, this is a uh, feedback that we're going to give for Vincent. And Vincent sent over, I don't remember if it was last week. It may have been last week or the week before. It may have been last week. The, uh, the picture, the landscape picture that we... Um, offered some advice on with a very warm sunset sky and it sort of uh, made the the sand and the water sort of sunsetty as well it was a really it's a beautiful picture um and vincent's now done the picture and asked for some advice so i thought we could talk about it on here again if you want to head over to our website you can see vincent's picture and what we're talking about um in vincent's email he says uh the things that he found challenging were the clouds. So let's talk about the clouds, getting the clouds round mm. and fluffy. So he went for a wispy look in the clouds. Now, when we look at the, the reference picture, I know when I've done some some of your work, Dad, I've, I've really struggled getting the clouds fluffy, as it is anyway, mm. as, as simple white clouds, let alone clouds that have this kind of uh, mm. contrast to them. Um, what's the trick with fluffy clouds? Well, the colour shaper usually is the is the key to it. You put the colour on and then use the colour shaper to um, push it in. You can't use your finger for that kind of thing. It doesn't work. Uh, so it's the colour shaper is the, is the key. And that blends in. But, as we'll know in the next picture that we're going to be seeing, um, you've got to put enough pastel on. And that's what a lot of people don't do. Whether you're using whatever you're using, whether it's on grey pastel mat or some other pastel paper, you've still got to put enough pastel on because the colour shaper won't work until you do that, mm. as I'm going to mention in a minute. Mm. So by putting the clouds in, you've got to make sure you possibly overdo it slightly, then use the colour shaper. But if you do it lightly and put the colour shaper, the colour shaper will take the pastel off. Mm. Mm. pastel mat's the worst culprit for that because if you don't put enough on you back basically take a half of what you put on off with the color shaper <laughs> no <laughs> yeah you do wow. and and i think oh my goodness i'm used to that now so if i have to do that uh, before i put enough pastel on i know it's going to happen so then i put another coat on right i see See. And it, it works. That works. And I've proved it works. So that is the key to it. The colour shaper is the key to it. And putting enough... Because uh, if you've got fluffy... Mm, yeah, because if you're putting, putting colour on and 
um, you can't use your finger for that kind of thing. It, it's too detailed. I mean, as you, if you've seen me, when I'm, I've done enough clouds, by goodness, now in the uh, member sites so people will see. And I always use the colour shaper. What I say, always use it. I don't always use it, but most of the times, in particular a situation like this, I would. What you would have done before the colour shaper was just use the pencil, wouldn't you? To try and kind of blend right. it and, and create more more <laughs> fluffy. Because you, I remember I, seeing yeah. you do do clouds before you would do the pencil then use your finger and then do more pencil on top to get the bring out the fluffiness that's right and i still do and, and i do that generally for when i'm starting out when people you know if i'm doing a starting out video i would do that because people might find the color shape a bit awkward when they're beginning yeah but using the pencil is better because you're not you're not exact it's not as exact as it would be yeah so that that's the secret to it, though. Okay, um, let's talk about the sand because Vincent says the sand sand he wanted a, uh, a pinky look as in the original, but he felt that he made it uh, a little too dark and was not quite subtle enough with it. What, what's your opinion there on the on that area? Well, I would have made it a bit darker to be fair. Interesting. Yeah. The problem is if you don't do that, you don't have the contrast magic word again that comes into it mm. uh it, the contrast between the water and the sand so if you if you look at look at this picture if the, the sky is okay nothing wrong with that so the water line could be a bit darker and if you make the water a little bit darker you've got to make the sand even darker still because on the original picture here that's what you've got you've got the sand is darker than the water Oh, interesting, interesting. So it's it's the it's kind of adding more contrast in there that he's saying uh, he wanted it. Mm. He felt that he made it too dark, whereas actually he could have made it even darker. That's exactly right. Yes, but but that's hard because if you do that and you don't do it properly, it does. It looks odd and awkward. The other thing about this is that if you did that and made the sand darker, you'd have to make the rocks darker you'd have to make the building darker as well. Oh, See what I mean? So it's not just one thing, it's several things that you've got to worry about. Wow. Because it, if you look at the sky, you've got the sky on the original picture is very light. And it's made even lighter, or it appears to be lighter, because the building's darker. Because everything else is dark. That's right. But, it does, but on Vincent, it doesn't work quite that way. Roof's dark, but the building should be really a bit darker than the sky okay but if you darken that you've got to darken the, the uh, grass you've got to darken the rocks and you've got to darken the sand because ah. you could, can't do one without the other interesting but it's interesting isn't it, it is. but I, I wouldn't worry too much about that i would i would take on board what we've said because the next picture you'll think mm, i've got to do this and i've got to do that and yeah. work towards that yeah the, 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 I wouldn't do it at the moment. I would accept what you've done at the moment, and uh, because otherwise you'll be mucking around forever, you know, messing around forever. And you don't want to do that. But but it's it's good that we can put this, these points over to you, so that you can see them and understand. It's all about contrast, and I think if we could, um, if, if people could 
take on board contrast, their pictures would change overnight. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got to work at it. See what I mean? It's not, it's not just going to come. Yeah. You've got to work at it. Yeah, you're right. You've almost got to push yourself out of that comfort zone. Um, even if you pick a That's picture, right. that, even if you pick it with a picture that you're not too, you're not too uh, invested in if it goes one way or the other, but you just see, like you accept that it's just a practice piece and you take yourself mm-hmm. out of that comfort zone and try it. And then if, if you get that level of contrast where you think, oh my goodness, that's more than I ever mm. thought it would, it would take right. to get contrast, but you've done it on a piece that it didn't matter. Well, one of the best, best examples of this is the sunset that we've done. This has been amazingly popular. Um, and it's a freebie. It's on um, our website as well as YouTube. And that is all about contrast yeah. because I'm using dark colors and light colors. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. So that's a, that's a good experimental one because once you've done that and you crack it, you think, oh, that's, that's works. So that's how I'm going to do it in the more subtle way to these kind of pictures and that one is a pretty nerve-wracking one i know because i've done it is the uh is when you mm, get the, right, yeah. when you get the dark colors on it is nerve-wracking because yes. you you I, I i got a couple of points where i was crushing the paper because i hadn't got to the dark quick enough and then when mm. you get to the dark you want it to be darker but then all of a sudden you can't put any more dark on <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's but but then again you see that that all depends on what the light if the light's light uh, enough you don't need to have it as dark as that mm. but some people would have a problem they get the, the the colors instead of being nice and bright they become too dull uh, and dark and then you've got to make the um contrast in hills or, or whatever you're doing or clouds darker and that's when you get the problem. It's 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 a, always going to be a balancing job, and uh, people we know that because we've had members now um, doing some fantastic work, uh, and so we know that what they've done they've they've cracked those um, uh, little hiccups to start with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lastly, just to finish this off, uh, Vincent said he lowered the horizon line, uh, and that made a difference. And we can see that people will be able to see that. That's uh, that does make all the difference um, when you look mm. at the uh, composition. Uh, it definitely was a great shout. So that's something for people to take on board as well when they see horizon lines, where to put them. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, Vincent. I hope that's helped, and uh, other people listening. I hope that you can take some uh, good tips away from that and uh, keep us posted with what you're working on next. We'd love to see it. Moving on to the next one. This is from Bob. Um, Bob is doing the chocolate lab, and he said that when he's attempting to blend, his blender is taking the pastel off the paper. Now we've kind of, kind of already covered this, haven't we? Because Bob says he's using the Winsor and Newton pastel paper. Um, and mm-hmm. he's got the picture there and uh, he sent us a picture. And basically it's what you're saying. It's no matter what paper, you've got to make sure you've got enough pastel down with the colour shaper. That, that's that's right. right, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely right. Yes. yes. And, and you can see that Bob hasn't got enough because you can see the paper through. Now, you could argue, yes, but that's the colour shaper taking it off. Well, it will do unless you've got 
plenty on there. Mm. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to practice this. And what I would do is, um, before he goes back onto this picture, I would do another um, section of that on spare paper. You don't have to copy exactly the ear uh, in detail, and then put more pastel on and keep putting it on before you use the color shaper. It doesn't matter what paper you're using. If you use a color shaper too soon, it's going to take it off. Mm. And it also it needs to be charged up too. So if you've got a clean color shaper and you put it on a pastel picture, you're, it's going to absorb some of the pastel. So automatically it's going to take it off. But the more you do, the more you, you charge, charge means have pastel on the color shaper, uh, the less that happens. Right. So that right. is just a simple, simple matter of, of practicing that. Don't use the color shaper too early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that is a good tip. I, I hadn't realised that before. So that is a uh, that is something that I think a lot of people will be able to. Um, and I haven't used the I haven't used the paper either. So I'm not familiar with that paper. Yes, that's a yeah, that's a good point. It's the Windsor and Newton paper that, that mm. Bob's using. It looks like it's got a tooth, like a grain to it, similar to. Uh, yes, it'll be okay. So. It'll be all right. You just got to you've got to work work the paper. As I say, I haven't got any experience of it. I do have um, experience of the the Canson meat on paper, which I never liked. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> It, you, you always you've got to try these things, and of course you've got to fill the tooth up as you have with Andre. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, Bob. That's a good tip, and uh, yeah, I hope other people have found that interesting as well. That's it for uh, emails today. That's all we've got uh, covered. So um, we'll probably leave it there, and we'll come back next week and hear about how your portraits are going dad yeah yes yes well i've got another one to do once once i finish my the one i'm doing now i shall finish it depends on this if this weather keeps up yeah. it's going to be a couple of two or three days but if it um if it breaks and i think it might be um, breaking tomorrow they, they say there's going to be uh the, a little bit more cloud and i don't know whether we've got any rain but those are my good days. If I get rain and clouds, I can work happily away. But get these burning sun that we've had over the last two or three days is, mm. is very, very difficult to work. But I shall finish it in a couple of days, and then I'm going to start the next one, another portrait. Uh, and um, I'm looking for more, mm. to do more. Brilliant. Fab. Uh, well, if anyone's got any emails, any responses to the podcast, then please send them over to us. Uh, anything you want us to discuss, we'd happily talk about it and mention it. These podcasts are for you guys. So uh, we want to shape them to whatever content you want us to discuss. And we'll see everyone next week. That's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.